0: Hello there everyone. Welcome to the TSG Podcast. Just a huge disclaimer before we begin that all content produced on this channel is for education and entertainment purposes only. Enjoy the episode. Hey Sean, how are you doing? I am doing good. How are you doing? It's been a hot week. <laughs> I'm just gonna say. I it mean, has. I the, the weather is killing me. Uh, I, I really like my consistency in weather. When things go up into the 90s, is just my body is just getting used to the 80 degree, 70 degree weather, and so this 90 degree weather is just. Oh, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting tired of these these weekly fluctuations. So, well, and also listeners
1: may uh, not know that we live in a very temperate area, and we're basically wimps. And uh, <laughs> I think the. It may have hit ninety this week, but it was probably probably didn't. What was it? Eighty nine or where you
0: are? It's a little hotter than where I am. I think. I think. Yeah. I think you're more uh, closer to the coastline, aren't you? Yeah. What did you think of the games last week? Chess games, more specifically. What did you think of it? I I know our viewers. This is this is kind of like a new topic that we're talking about. It's not strictly investing but it is along the lines of wh- what we originally intended this channel to be, which is a lot of like go chess, strategic ways of thinking and how that applies to what's going on in general around the world. So did you see, did you see the chess chess match uh, this past week, week and a half, I think.
1: Um, I didn't see it, Okay, but I heard there was basically uh, a lot of drama because there was a tournament and, mm-hmm. um, magnus carlson really for the first time ever he's been the world champion for 10 years but i think this is the wow. first time he's ever just resigned in the middle of a tournament mm. um and things got uh some drama ensued basically he tweeted and said uh i'm dropping out of the tournament i can't say anymore um and the next day at the tournament there was a ton of extra steps that they were taking to prevent cheating. They were frisking the players and, Mm -hmm. uh, they had a 30 minute delay on the the televising of the tournament. Mm -hmm. And so, um, a lot of people speculated that it had to do with, uh, alleged cheating Hmm. on the part of a player named Hans Niemann, Mm -hmm. who had played one. They played the first of a series of games, Mm -hmm. uh, Magnus versus Hans. Hans won the first game and then uh, Magnus dropped out. And basically it started to come out that uh, a lot of people in the chess world, I guess, you know, among the... One of the sort of open secrets in the chess world was that Hans had been caught cheating mm-hmm. by chess.com during online tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, he had cheated. He admitted when I was younger, you know, I was a kid. I cheated twice. I think it was wrong. I would do mm-hmm. it again. Um, and then there, you know, it came out that no, he's probably cheated more. Hmm. Um, and so there's, uh, there's quite a bit of trauma about this. And um, finally, if there for a while, there was, everyone was in limbo. Everyone's like, what exactly is going on? I guess chess.com put together a report of uh, all of the cheating that hans had done and they sent it to hans Mm -hmm. so they have not published that yet and a lot of people want them to publish it um some people were waiting for magnus to say more Mm -hmm. and just a day or two ago he put out a statement um he said i know this is magnus "Uh, i know that my actions have frustrated many in the chess community i'm frustrated i want to play chess uh i believe Cheating in chess is a big deal and an existential threat to the game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, um, when Neman was invited last minute to the championship, I strongly considered withdrawing prior to the event. I ultimately chose to play. I believe that Neman has cheated more and more recently than he has publicly admitted. His over-the-board progress has been unusual. So, over-the-board means you're physically in the room playing mm-hmm. on the chessboard. Um, And yeah, so his, what Magnus is saying here is his rise Mm -hmm. uh, as far as getting from really, really good into world-class, you know, from a rating of, I think from about 2,400 Mm -hmm. to 2,700, his rating increased faster than anyone in history, Mm. which is odd. Um, And yeah, it, it, that raises people's eyebrows. It takes time to become like one of the greatest chess players, you know, and for him to just rock it to there after having been known as a cheater, it just, you know, makes you raise your eyebrows. And if your life has been, you know, so much about this game, if you're a professional chess player and one of the greatest in the world, and then here's this guy who cheats and the tournaments and the people, you know, running the chess competitions are just letting him play at some point you're going to be like, you know what? I'm out of here. You guys, like, I don't, I don't want to play against a cheater, you know? Hmm. So I think that is um, yeah, that's just a big part of it. In, uh, in Magnus's statement, he also said uh, throughout our game, I had the impression that he wasn't tense or even fully concentrating on the game in critical positions while outplaying me as black in a way I think only a handful of players can do. This game contributed to changing my perspective. So, yeah, he thinks they sat down and played a game physically, and it was just a very suspicious game to Magnus. Uh, the way that, because, um, you know, chess players show up and prepare with certain lines that they want to try they want to go for this opening and there are a set of possibilities created by that opening Mm -hmm. and uh one of magnus's uh signature ways of approaching this is to not use the same openings a lot of chess players have signature openings or things that they really like to go for magnus Mm -hmm. likes to try everything So when you come to a tournament and play him, you don't know where he's going to go, but he may have been preparing something for a long time. And when he's white, having the first move means he has more ability to dictate, to push the game in the direction that he prepared for. Hmm. And so as he's doing this, and as they're getting deep into the game, uh, here is Hans playing moves that really look like either there was some some kind of illegal preparation involved where he figured out what to prepare for by mm-hmm. spying or maybe there's a computer or someone else involved somehow transmitting messages to him or something like that hmm. it was just suspicious that he was able to do this so this is the biggest scandal in the chess world for decades uh, it's a pretty,
0: pretty big deal okay so a couple things come to my mind and I may potentially be going on a devil's advocate here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just fair warning to everybody. But this, this is something that I like to do when I'm caught between a rock and a hard place and I'm trying to understand what's going on and to see if this is a, a potential possibility or a plausible outcome, right? Mm-hmm. So one of the things I was thinking about when you were describing the story to me is Okay, well, Hans has been known to be a cheater in the past. And, you know, he has a rating of 2,400 and for him to go from 2,400 to 2,700. In terms of Magnus's perspective, it takes a lot of work and effort to do it really well, right? Mm-hmm. And so right now, Hans has uh, not good credibility, uh, very low credibility, just because he's been caught in the past. But these matches that Magnus is playing, it, was it live or was it? Uh, uh, it was live, right? So not online, but in person.
1: Yeah, in person. I believe it was yeah. like televised, but they were sitting at the exactly. floor
0: playing against each other. Mm-hmm. And so for Hans to even cheat on a live event, it takes a lot of effort and a lot of time to develop some sort of system where when the camera's on you it isn't noticeable that you are cheating okay mm-hmm. so right now you if i'm putting myself in hans position okay i i got cameras all around me 360 view whatever they're on me and any slight minute movement that i'm using in my fingertips my toes whatever way you could think of trying to cheat is is going to be really hard uh, to overcome, especially if the camera's always on you. Now, granted there's some gadgets that you can implant, you know, in your eyeglasses or something, but they're 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 scanning you for any type of potential in, in terms of cheating. So let's say, and this is where the devil's advocate comes in, let's say that Hans was completely clean and did not have any cheating device on him, didn't cheat at all while playing Magnus. And somehow, maybe during the training that he's done, Hans himself, he might have done several years worth of training, right? And really put at it to try to make up for the discredibility that he gave himself years prior, okay? Again, he couldn't have gone to 2,400 uh, through fully cheating, because when you're fully Mm -hmm. cheating and, you know... your your rank is going to show. But if you're allowed to come into a live match and you play fairly well, even though you kind of had one or two games cheated in the past, and again, I don't know how many games he's cheated, but even though you had some games cheated in the past, you need to have some sort of base fundamental understanding or background to really back up a, a score around 2400. Maybe he's not fully 2400. Maybe he's 2200 or 2100 he still needs to have some sort of background to be able to stand on his own two feet in a live event. So, mm-hmm. what if, and this is, again, the devil's advocate, what if he really did put in that effort and Magnus just couldn't comprehend that through hard training, hard work, and the prior knowledge that Hans was able to go from 2400 to 2700 based on that alone? Is it even plausible? And you know it kind of sounds like uh, magnus is not not really taking it in in that open scenario but more so of you know his own experience on how long it took him to get from 24 to 2700 and how long it took other people to go from 24 to 2700 and maybe maybe just maybe hans found a way to really understand chess At such a level that no one else has found before. Do you think that's possible? I think it
1: is possible. Yes. And (laughs) what's tough about this is. We. Until there's some kind of smoking gun. Until there's Mm -hmm. really. Really pretty good evidence. Mm -hmm. um, it's, It's hard to just condemn someone for cheating you know i mean you could say um if you have ever been caught on chess.com or something Mm -hmm. then you can't compete maybe that's the kind of thing that magnus would be looking for Mm -hmm. but as far as saying he did cheat in this instance or he has cheated within the last six months or whatever Mm -hmm. that if you don't prove it you haven't proved it you know and so we it's tough to know um so there's yeah it's it's a lot of this is kind of based on background i mean and the other thing is magnus may know more probably does know more Mm. um at least that's that would be my guess is uh Mm. he's not gonna quite say everything yet but one of the big things people are looking for is this report from Mm chess.com how much cheating comes to light because so part of what they do is when you're playing on chess.com mm-hmm. they can look at uh, they can have a computer simulate
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and if you uh, you know for an amateur player if I went on there and used a chess computer and I used it for every move mm-hmm. it would be obvious because mm-hmm. I can't play that good if you are a If you are really, really good and you use it just, you know, one or two moves, Mm -hmm. uh, it can be really tough for the computer to tell. But what what they'll do is they'll look at your games and they'll say, what percentage of this game aligns with the computer? Mm -hmm. And for a pro, when it goes like above 50 or 60%, or they have various numbers, you know, based on how they're correlating it. But if you go above a certain correlation and if you do it for multiple games, it starts to become extremely unlikely that you could have thought of this yourself. Mm-hmm. And so chess.com has the ability to do those analyses mm-hmm. on all of the past games that he's played through chess.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> so some people are waiting for that. Now, if that comes out and it's underwhelming and maybe it doesn't look like he cheated all that much, mm-hmm. then, uh, you know then this whole thing might just have to be unresolved which would be unfortunate but yeah like you said we he could th- maybe he didn't cheat we we still don't have proof that he cheated mm-hmm. right
0: so here's another option that i as you were talking i was thinking about it's like okay so you know how in the go community and as you know we we are both part of the go community mm-hmm. and we we play that game uh, quite quite often i mean we're playing on a weekly basis and we're trying to develop our skills even further and so there is a professional player in the go community that has pretty much been i, I don't want to say linked to or attributed to but his style of playing is very similar to that of an ai which mm-hmm. is pretty much what we're talking about right now for chess.com and I forgot the professional name. Maybe, you know, Um, but he just beat KJ or Keja. Or I forgot. I don't even know how to pronounce his names. Kaja. Uh, he just beat Kaja uh, several months ago or a year ago in a official tournament. Mm-hmm. But his play style, th- this is a Korean player. He, he plays so similar to that of an AI that if you actually plugged in his moves, a good and I and I'm really guessing here, but a good like 80% of his moves is what the AI would recommend, or something like that. Uh, where people are linking that he's like a the walking human equivalent of an AI. And so because Magnus, now going back to the chess, because Magnus was able to see something really fishy, that means that a lot of Magnus's games, he probably analyzed it in an artificial intelligence. Comparison, right? Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be so far fetched to think that way. And if I was a player and I know I'm going to play Magnus in the finals of a tournament, it would not be far fetched to be like, you know what? I know I'm at a disadvantage. So why don't I look at all of Magnus's games, different play styles, different openings, and I run it against the AI and see what the AI would do? And I'll just pretty much memorize the first 20 steps of each of those different variations right now obviously the human brain can only take in so much but say that you've had a whole year's worth of training to know to begin memorizing as many games as you could against you know uh what the ai would do against magnus and because you did that when magnus plays you hans It could be that Magnus has done the exact same thing and knew what the AI would do. And when Hans replayed those exact same moves, Magnus was like, I'm going to resign because this is cheating, right? And it could just be that where this guy, Hans, memorized as many steps as he could. It wouldn't be far-fetched for a professional chess player to do that or a very advanced chess player to do that to memorize all these different variations against a specific opponent. And as much as Magnus likes to play out of the box, he still has his own style of playing. And if you're able to analyze enough games, I would think that you'll be able to break down what Magnus's style is eventually and be able to use that to your advantage.
1: Um, possibly. Maybe. Yeah, that's that's within the realm of possibility. Now, comparing it with Go, I do think that learning the style of an AI mm-hmm. and playing stylistically like an AI mm-hmm. would be more of more of a thing because in go there's a lot of the game where you have carte blanche to do whatever you want mm-hmm. you choose whether you fight or don't fight mm-hmm. you choose whether you try to sketch out a large area there's a big mm-hmm. blank canvas and you paint it and and you are going to learn the style of other people whether it's an ai or your teacher their style is going to get into you your way of thinking Mm -hmm. um in chess the game is much much more constrained you know Mm -hmm. they say chess is a battle and go is a campaign you know Mm -hmm. and um you know the fact that the pieces move more Mm -hmm. whereas in go the pieces stay where you put them Mm -hmm. um chess the objective is to achieve checkmate And it Mm is a um, there is like a mathematical certainty, Mm -hmm. not that the computer can quite achieve, but in theory, there's a mathematical certainty of the correct way Mm -hmm. to achieve killing the king. And it is much closer uh, that the mathematically perfect chess game is Mm a hundred times easier
0: to achieve than the mathematically perfect go game, right? So wouldn't that just be easier for a human to replicate them? Um,
1: um, the, it's, it could be a matter of sort of brute force computation and a human mm. being able to do that. So like a big, I think a big issue is the idea of preparation. Mm. Uh, the thing I talked about where you have certain opening lines that you want to go for. Mm-hmm. Um if Hans had prepared for that uh, it would, I think Magnus would have been less suspicious. So if Magnus was known, if that was like one of his top five openings uh, or something like that, if it was somehow publicly known that Magnus likes to play like this, mm-hmm. then there's a chance that you could have prepared for that. But uh, I think the idea was with the particular line that he was pursuing There was no real giveaway before that, that he would be pursuing that line. And um, choosing such a good response to it may seem out of reach for a human who was not particularly prepared for that. So, and I did, I think I mentioned, there's multiple possibilities as far as cheating. One is actually simply spying on, uh, on Magnus and his team. Magnus actually has a team of people who help him prepare and so they there's multiple people who know what he's preparing for but they're all trying to keep it a secret right and so if you could somehow get that information from that group of people uh, then you could take it home put it into the computer get all prepared you you know work with your team Mm -hmm. Hans probably has his own team and so um, I think the, the the particular way that that one game unfolded and the fact that he played a move that seems like you would only figure that out if you had prepared. I think that is a big part of what made Magnus so skeptical on top of the fact that he even caught cheating before. I think that's the, I think Magnus would say something 100% needs to change in the chess world because this is a guy who did cheat, who is still being allowed into these tournaments. And so in some, you could just draw the line there,
0: you know, Now, here's the thing. Say that he was allowed to play. Hans was definitely allowed to play. And say that he cheated in the past because he was young and immature and wanted to win. And now he's really taking it professionally, right? and and it goes to the idea, do you still hold a person's uh, a person accountable for cheating, even though it was way back in the past? Again, I don't know when was the last time he was caught. Was it was six months ago, if it was six months ago, then this argument doesn't stand a chance of what I'm trying to say. I but think if it, was it was years ago it was if it was many years ago where you know he was a kid or you know very immature, and now he's really buckling down and making it up and trying to turn a new leave would it be? And again I'm not trying to defend Hans because in go there's another component of go not only is it the strategy and being able to you know understand the different um, Joseki's variations that result when you're playing go but there's also a psychological warfare that you play on your opponent and it's something that is a part of the game but it's not attributed to the actual stones themselves so what about Hans He could be playing a psychological warfare with Magnus and be like, I know you know that I cheated in the past and I'm going to make sure you know that I know that you know. And so I'm going to play in a way that looks like I've prepared so well and maybe he did prepare or maybe he just got so lucky he had no idea what to do. So he just randomly moved a spot and it just so happened to be a good counter to a future move that Magnus was planning. And because he did a very sporadic movement, he played on Magnus's psychology where it's like, okay, Magnus is, if if I played this and it had no reason to play this, then Magnus is going to think that I'm cheating somehow, even though I never did. And there's no proof that I'm cheating because I'm not cheating. And so Magnus would be forced to either A, continue on thinking that he's at a disadvantage or B, resign And that is the whole game that Hans is trying to play, which is a psychological warfare where he forces his opponent to resign by calling a bluff or by showing a bluff.
1: Um, That, uh, so two responses. One, I think the, um, I think what sounds much more likely than that is the if you, attribute the psychological warfare component to magnus as showing up wanting to play a game that uh-huh. won't reveal whether he's cheating or not uh-huh. i think what i just said is 100 times easier than what you said really i think okay. you would almost have to like be a computer to do what you said like maybe not, but it sounds it sounds like extreme you would have to play 12 dimensional chess the other thing i would say is that is a statistical question and that's uh-huh. why analyzing multiple games is probably going to be a big part of any smoking gun evidence is that one game can only make you suspicious. Yeah, Multiple games because it's it's statistical. You could say, uh-huh. okay, what is the likelihood that he did what you're saying? It's uh-huh. possible. But, yeah. you know, because if it's uh, one in a thousand, well, this could be the thousand, right? Yeah. But if that happens over and over again, then it's extremely unlikely. <laughs>
0: Who knows? We'll never know unless they find that smoking gun, right? Yep. So, uh, anyways. Um, so, th- I don't know. What is the conclusion then, of, of the overall? What What is your conclusion? My conclusion, I, uh, I'm skeptical of
1: Hans. Mm-hmm. I think if I was in the uh, chess community, I would want him out for his mm-hmm. past cheating. Um, but I also think there's more to come. So, in mm-hmm. terms of totally condemning him and judging him and being certain that he cheated i'm not certain that he cheated i think it's there's enough to kick him out but not enough to declare him guilty
0: or my conclusion is this is all a plot to get more traction in the chess community and really bring in news you know how they did it with uh floyd mayweather and uh what's his name oh my gosh uh manny pacquiao for boxing Bring in a whole ton of drama and traction, and really build build something up. What if what if Magnus is in on all of this, and they use Hans as the uh, as like the supreme underdog, and really fabricated this whole thing just to get more traction in the chess community? Do you think that's even an idea?
1: I think maybe uh... because
0: chess has been in a decline after Queen's Gambit came out. There was a huge spike, and then all of a sudden it started dying off again. And so maybe this is a way to kind of revitalize some drama into the chess community and really bring in more people into the game like they did with boxing. Could be. Um,
1: um, I It's not entirely positive. Um, I think like one discussion I heard uh, on the all in podcast, they were talking about the fact that computers can win the game. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that make you think, Oh, playing the game is pointless. Being the master is pointless. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other person responded, no, Magnus Carlson knows all about that. You know, when, even when he was a little child uh, computers could beat humans mm-hmm. and he still wanted to be the best. Now that attitude does apply to some people and mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in the game of Go, Lisa Dole quit. Mm-hmm. Yes. For that very reason. Mm-hmm. He said, Computers can be humans now. It doesn't matter. It was, it was a human art form and mm-hmm. now it's not. Um, and so this just draws attention to that, I think, and maybe would make people think that more. That's just my first impression. You mm-hmm. could be totally right because this does draw attention.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it could just being exercising and getting attention. All attention is get attention, right? Donald Trump proved that. Just saying <laughs> negative things about you doesn't mean that it's not
0: working in your favor. Exactly. And so that's just my concluding remarks. Is like, we don't know. I'm going to give Hans the benefit of doubt. I know I'm going to shoot myself in the foot with the chess community. But again, until there is evidence that we can prove that Hans is officially cheating in a live television match, we don't know. And you know that's the same rule that applies with you know investing in general when you're investing into a company or into a product. you always have to ask, you know, what are the other plausible outcomes for investing in this company? And you have to list all of it, right? Uh, to be very well educated in, in the in the stocks that you pick, at least in the way that I approach it. I have to see all possible outcomes. Before I make my decision, that could be overly cautious on my part, but it's been, you know, really helpful in in my risk adverse style, which is what I like to do. And so, and that's just what I'm doing here in terms of the chess, you know, what are the all possible outcomes, even as unlikely as it seems, is it still a possibility? And in my opinion, it's still a possibility because if you give Hans the benefit of a doubt, these options open. Right. Now, if mm-hmm. you strictly believe that he's once a cheater, always a cheater, then those possibilities close out. And that could potentially be a handicap in terms of understanding the actual evidence being shown. Right. And I think Sherlock mm-hmm. Holmes says it best. "Is like, don't get emotions in the way. Look at all the facts. So look at what's actually happening. Rather than what you think is happening. So. That's my concluding remarks. Sean, any concluding remarks, additional concluding remarks before we end it here today? Um,
1: I would I think I'm comfortable with the idea that once a cheater, always a cheater is in the rules mm-hmm. of the of the campaign of the public playing of the game, not necessarily in in fact. A, a someone could change their ways, mm-hmm. but in terms of professional playing, I would be comfortable with just saying if you're caught cheating or if you're caught cheating x number of times Mm -hmm. you're out you know
0: okay i can agree to that all right so we'll call it here yeah yeah all right well thank you everyone so much for listening into this chess talk uh until next time we will see you in the next recording take care everyone